Thank you for tuning into the Model Connection Podcast. I am your host, Eric Errol. Please like, follow, and subscribe on social media and everywhere you get your podcast. Links are in the description. With us today is a very special guest. Hey everybody, my name is Allie Jones. I'm a Nashville model slash creator here, and I'm just excited to be here on the Nashville Model Connection Podcast. And thank you, Allie. Welcome to the Model Connection Podcast. It is such a, it's such a joy to have you here. Well, I'm glad to be here. So now, first thing first, how long have you been a model? I'd say about four years. I kind of fell into it, but about four years, yeah. Okay, how did you fall into it then? I uh, I shaved my head, and um, J. Period Photography reached out to me and said, "You got a nice face. Let's shoot it." Is that how you got started? <laughs> yeah, you got a kidding. I swear, I had seventeen inches of hair four, four years ago. Seventeen inches of hair. Yeah, yeah. I donated seventeen inches of hair to St. Baldrick's on St. Patrick's Day in twenty. 15, 2016, 2017, maybe. Okay. And is that like a uh, locks of love? So locks of love actually charges their um, clients, I guess you would call them clients okay. or patients for their wigs. And okay. St. Baldrick's does not. I was actually able to um, sponsor a child. So I donated $530 straight to her. And then my hair was able to go immediately to her as well. So she didn't have to pay for it or look for it or search for it or anything. That is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. That is so, so giving. I mean, wow. She was um, one of my regulars. I used to be a bartender at Chili's for like five years. Okay. And she was one of my regulars. She would come in every Sunday and sit in there with her aunt. I don't know where they are to this day. I hope they're great and thriving. Probably are. But um, one day she stopped coming in and then the aunt came in, you know, with her and she said, you know, I was like, where, where's, you know, where's she at? And she told me that she had stage four leukemia and that all of these things. And she was a little mixed girl that loved my purple hair that I had at the time. I had long purple hair and I found out St. Baldrick's was coming to town and then cut it all off. Here I am. <laughs> Never grew it back out. <laughs> that is a fantastic story. Thank you for doing yeah. that. So, um, you classify your brand of of modeling as what in particular, or do you have a style? I wouldn't say there's necessarily a specific style. I'd like to stay more like avant-garde, more storytelling, but I also love just like high fashion, face modeling, like very makeup, like you know, I just, you know, you, everybody wants to see your face on, like, the Mac billboard, you know? Yes, yes. And I would love to be there one day. What got you to feeling that way? What What was it that got you pointed in that direction? Um, well, I'm five foot one. Um, that starts there. Um, <laughs> I'm five foot one, so I'm never, you know, just a ne number. necessarily going to make it out there walking the runway. <laughs> just um, a number. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I'm five foot one. I wouldn't say I'm the skinniest gal in the world. And um, I love storytelling through my photos. And I love um, the expressions that you have during photos and really being able to learn my face and the things that I'm able to express through just saying nothing and capturing it in a photo is something that's, like, very powerful to me. And, Allie, you have also said that you are also a creator. So I think 
I think anybody as a model kind of has to be a little bit of a creator, you know? You kind of have to have that little creative. But I'm also a very broke model. <laughs> so um, that leads me into, you know, buying my first sewing machine. Am I a, a seamstress yet? Um, okay. No. But let me tell you, I can get down with the hot glue gun and some safety pins. And, you know, I've made, you know, multiple outfits for my modeling. I've right. made um, huge poof dresses out of those... I don't know, terrible, poofy hang things for birthdays. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. I've, I've definitely yeah. hot glued about 300 of those to a huge skirt. Um, I owed $8,000 in taxes this year. I got into making earrings. Um, I now sell earrings at D-Zone BTQ and Donaldson. Um, so shout out D-Zone BTQ and Donaldson. <laughs> um, I've worked with them for a very long time doing their 80s and 90s vintage clothing with my modeling. And uh, they gave me the opportunity to put my product in there. And so I've been doing that. Um, I basically take earrings that are either old jewelry or old things or old McDonald's toys and whatnot and put them on and throw them on your ears and boom and then I'm a photographer I've picked up you know I've picked up a camera I'm not the best photographer but I like to get out there and shoot a little bit I like to shoot a lot of products for models that you know worked with Monad and you know hair salons and things (laughs) like that so and it's always more comfortable to you know work with people that you know you're comfortable working with you know what I'm saying Uh, yes okay so a model model creator and as, as well as a photographer, what has been on photography side of the camera taught you about what being a model on the other side of the camera goes through? What did you know? What did the photographer teach the yes, model? Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> um, that, that, uh, um. Time of day, summer, heat. Uh. <laughs> um, I would say probably that. And, like, uh, models don't know that, like, you know, me as a photographer, like, because I'm, I, you know, I'm not a great photographer. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm a good photographer. But I'm not, like, get in Photoshop, put a dinosaur behind you. I can't make that stuff happen. Okay, okay. So I'm definitely, like, a very ADHD person when I get home on that computer and start editing photos. <laughs> so I definitely feel as a model for photographers now that I've done the opposite to be like, oh, well, that's why I've waited a month for, you know, photos or so on and so forth. And then just opposite, you feel... You feel for the photographer when you're the model, and when you're the model, you feel for the photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, as a photographer, like, I'm a model that's always on time. I try to be on time. I try to, you know, really be on time. But as a photographer being on the other end, you know, you're like, we're wasting time. You know, the sun's going down. You got, where are you at? You know, so you learn both sides of. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, which side of the camera do you, do you like the most. Oh, I like to model better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that that a creative side? It's kind of just like, you know, you kind of get get to get in, get your creative kitsch and like go, you know what I'm saying? And then you get to wait for the, you know, the product to come. Yeah. Um on the shoot concepts that you have done. Mm-hmm. Are they your ideas? I would say 80% of them probably are. Where do you get your inspiration from? Um, You've got some knockout images, I feel, okay. 
where did where did that creativity come from? I mean, a lot of it's just like childhood trauma. I would say that um, the LGBTQ community has absolutely, you know, inspired me to do things. Okay. Drag race. I mean, shout out to RuPaul Drag Race. I mean, it, it's such a big thing now, you know, but I've watched it since it came out. And like the drag community is just like insane with the fashion and huge. And mm-hmm. I don't think that I was ever really a model that was like you know, watched New York Fashion Week or, you know, studied modeling or anything that like that. I just really like the storytelling that goes into, you know, just something that you wear or how you wear it or, you know, the the things that you pair it with. You know, you can take something from being, like, I wear a lot of my grandmother's clothes, you know, and, and that's something that that I think is a creative, you know what I'm saying? I find a piece of outfit and then I'm like, oh, this would be beautiful with this. And then, but imagine it in this and imagine it in this background. And then this photographer taking it, it's a very, very random way of, I guess, going with it. Yes, I mean, yes. it could be anywhere from a prop to, I, I got a mullet wig a couple of weeks ago. And let me tell you, I've been having fun. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it just stuff like that. And then I always tell people, I mean, childhood trauma, man. I mean, there's multiple times that I've just been like, oh, like, you, you know, the the pool or, you know, I used to do this in the pool and we just did, you know, a glitter shoot in a pool in my backyard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And something that, like, I would have, like, you know, remembered as a child, but now I'm an adult and, like, let's make it fashion. Do you think that what was old, like your grandmother's, mm-hmm. will eventually or or has it, is it coming back into style now? I think it's always in style. Who is who is to say it's not in style? True. Yeah. True. I mean, who's it to say they're not in style? I mean, skinny jeans came back, so you guys let that 70s come back, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can't catch me without a pair of platform, you know, boots on. Yeah. I mean, bring that back. You know, it's coming back. I would love it 70s look one more time. Uh, I would love the '70s look one more I time. I mean, I mean, let's just you know, just bring it back. Let's just have our, <laughs> wow. let's just have our four-inch platforms and just let me live my life. And if I want to wear shoulder pads, then let me wear shoulder pads. I love shoulder pads. I remember, I remember, <laughs> my mom having outfits with shoulder pads. Okay, I love. Hey, I've got a few outfits that got some in it. As I say, what's old will come back in style eventually. So yeah. hey, don't get rid of it. Yeah, it's all coming back around. <laughs> Let me tell you, my grandma goes to get rid of stuff. I said, uh-uh. I'm going shopping for you get rid of that stuff. Uh-uh. Don't, mm-mm. Well, I was going to take this to Goodwill. I said, you going to take that to Goodwill? No, let me let me shoot in it first. So now when she starts going through stuff, she'll say, hmm. She'll probably shoot in that one. She'll <laughs> hold it for me. I'm telling you, I said, don't you, uh-uh, don't you throw that away. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so you basically make a lot of, of your outfits, uh, right? I I mean, a lot of my outfits are either made by me, made by a local designer, and or thrifted by a local... Goodwill. Yeah, well, Goodwill <laughs> or Live True Vintage and, and Hermitage. Okay. I shop with them a lot. They do a lot of, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, which is something that I'm like, I love, yeah. you know, and then, uh, you know, D-Zone BTQ, they do a lot of 90s, and I'm super into the 90s and over, you know, baggy clothing yeah. and uh-huh. jerseys as dresses and, you know, yeah. I would say that pretty much 
I would say 90% of my clothing is all reused at some point, whether it's reused clothing to make new clothing or thrifted new clothing, or even, you know, the local designers I've worked with have put other clothing, yeah. tore them apart, reworked it into something new. And so, yeah. you're doing fantastic. I'm trying. <laughs> you're doing an awful good job, let me tell you. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. You are. Um, the photographers that you have worked with, do you have a set criteria that you look for when you look for a photographer or when a photographer contacts you to work on a project? What is your criteria that you normally go by? I think for th first things first is portfolio. Okay. So you always want to look at that portfolio. Um, you know, not everybody... Even starting photographers, you know, they might be phenomenal. And, you know, but it takes time for them to build their portfolio. And I think that's something that you work out with them on where they are at with their portfolio and what they need from you versus what you need from them and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So I would say first things first is portfolio. Um, second big thing for me um, is professionalism and communication. Um, I work six days a week on top of my modeling. So um, I don't have time to, you know, respond to me five days later and say, hey, are you still on for tomorrow? Right. You know, right. and I'm like, well, we never talked about what we're doing or how we're doing it or where we're doing it. And so, no, we can't just make it happen tomorrow, you know? So I think one is portfolio. Two would probably be just professionalism, communication. And then three would be concept because I'm a very... Um, with me being so busy and having so much going on in just life in general, I don't like to just get out and model in general anymore. You know, I really like to help the makeup community, people that are in school for makeup and need portfolios and stuff like that. Um, that's probably as simple as I go for shoots these days. I like to be real big and out of the box and give me something that's that we can have fun with. I myself, I really try to communicate with a client, a model, as often as I feel I need to. Is it possible for us, the photographers, to, I use this term, a buggy too much in communication, wanting to keep you updated on, on, on everything uh, as far as location, date, time, outfits. Uh, can we, as a photographers, go too far? I'm going to say yes and no. Tell me. Yes, in the point of, you know, I do have a job. And yes, I am at work. And I'm slinging pasta and beer at people, you know. So I don't have time to respond to you at, you know, immediately. You okay. know what I'm saying? I, it, may, it may take me two hours to respond. Okay. Or, you know, three hours to respond. But, like, you know... I will respond to you within that day's time. Okay. And yeah, I know that's not like as professional as like, you know, back forth, back forth, back forth, you know, but you kind of yeah. respect their being of let me respond to them in a timely manner, you know, mm -hmm. but also, you know, I shouldn't be like, hey, did you get that outfit? And did you get that outfit right now? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and did you get it? Can you try it on for me? Well, what are you doing? Well, I might be getting coffee, you know, or I might be at the grocery store. I've got to get food to feed myself, too. Yes, I'll, you know, yes. I'll try it on when I get home. Oh, we, I need it now. I need it now. Well, the shoot's not until next Thursday, and it's Monday. 
the fall, you know. Yeah. So I guess I would say yes and no, but also in the no aspect is because, <laughs> like, yes, they can be too much, but no, they. So coming back down on no, um, I would say because, you know, me personally, if you reach out to me, I want to know the when, where, and what's, you know. Exactly, I yes. need to know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, Especially yes. when there's contracts involved and some, stuff like that because you're having, you don't want to have conflicting ideas. Oh, well, you're going to take the photos. I'm going to find the location. And then, or, or I'm going to do wardrobe and you're just taking photos. Mm-hmm. Or am I doing this, this, and this, and you're doing this and this? Is this a collaborative thing? Am I paying you? Are you paying me? Yes. I definitely think that that's a, so no, as in the information needs to be there. Mm-hmm. But right. don't like shoot me down. You know what I'm saying? Deal. Don't like, yeah, good deal. Yeah. Cause then at that point, I'm like, this is too much and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Cause yeah. I've, I've always wondered, okay. When is too much too much? Everybody knows where that fine line is after you've already crossed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's way too late. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what has your modeling taught you about yourself that you didn't already know? I would say I'm pretty freaking resilient, man. I mean, and we could take it all the way back to, like, the day I shaved my head, like, not even modeling, you know? I think uh, shaving your head, for one, is teaches you how to love yourself without hiding behind hair or hiding behind a hairstyle or hiding behind, oh, I have to get up and get ready to, you know, impress the world every day. You know, I think being bald definitely conquered that for me. And then I think seeing myself bald and seeing myself through pictures and I think it, it's taught me to be very resilient and very, you know, bounce back and not everybody's going to tell you yes. And, you know, some of my favorite photographers that I work with now back in the day would have told me, no, you're not ready to like, you know, be in this style of work, you know. And so I think it taught me to to be resilient and get back up and keep keep going and not just in modeling. I think that goes with like the whole world, you know. What are some of the struggles that you've had to overcome? Body image, for me. Yeah. Meaning, I mean, okay, okay, you're five one. So what? Yeah, but I'm being five one and not being the uh, what would you call it? Like the the tape measure. What do you call it? Like the like the specific weight. You know? Yeah, the... I wouldn't. I would never say it was like always a problem for me personally until maybe I got into this industry because you know there you are so um it's such a a thing it's such a thing for people to to judge your body you know and I think that social media also like brings that you know even further you know how has social media played a part in that because, I mean, you have, like, the Kim Kardashians and the, you know, the Gigi Hadids and, you know, the the top, top models and skinny and, and tall. And, and I think that a lot of, you know, photographers and models, especially, you know, they use that as a criteria for what a model is. Okay, okay. And I just don't think that's true, you know, especially in the past coming years, you know, Victoria's Secret's now working with bigger models mm-hmm. and, you know, there's bigger models that are run, walking runways right. and things like that. So now we've made it to, hey, we have plus-size models. Yes. But now it's, okay, let's work with plus-size models that aren't 5'7", you know, because that's not a thing yet. 
that's not, you know, we're still working with the 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 criteria of five foot seven. You know, I've I've walked into agencies who have invited me in Nashville to come in and fill out paperwork. And I walked in and they've immediately turned me away. I didn't even get to fill out paperwork because they were like, oh, well, we thought you were five seven. Well, I photograph like I'm five seven. <laughs> so yeah. You needed me a little bit, you know, and then I walk in and it's, oh, you're five one. Oh, you're not, you know, and it's it's kind of discouraging. But in the same point, I'm still doing it. I can still do this. I can still make art. What can we do to change that? I think it just takes more models like us and photographers that are um, willing to work with us, like uh, like people like us, and you know, just showing them that we can make art and it's still beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just you know, it's just it's 2022, and like just let people live, you know. You know I don't understand why it's such a big thing for for weight and 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 facial features and and it, it height. It's just not. I don't feel like it should be a um, a problem anymore. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and like you have said, Instagram models. I mean, they're probably the worst at stereo. Typical, mm-hmm. hope it's the right word to use. Everyone, everyone that you see on Instagram is like you said, this a cookie cutter form, height, mm-hmm. weight, yada yada yada. And it shouldn't be that way, but yet that's what is on there. Has mm-hmm. social media hurt modeling? I think it's done the opposite. Okay, I think. I think it, I'm going to hit you with a yes and no again. Because go ahead, yes, go ahead. There is like the Instagram, you know, the Instagram baddies or the Instagram models that, yeah. you know, you know, they have the thin waist and the big butts and the big lips and the, you know, and they get paid to do those things. You yeah. Know, uh-huh. That's great. I Let me tell you, if I could do it and I had the money to do it, sign me up. I want to do it, you know, <laughs> but I'm just a regular life model. And I think that models like me and, you know, you know, small town people like me, we can make art and we can still become paid people. You know, there's, there's very many plus size models that I follow on Instagram that now have, you know, two, three million followers and they model for, you know, bathing suit ads now. And I just think it's like the influence is there to badly, but also if people like us can keep on using our voice and our, our, our platform and, and putting out there that, you know, we're still beautiful, you know, just because we're not 100 pounds and 5 foot 7 and mm-hmm. or 6 foot tall. And, you know, we, we are still beautiful and we are still able to create our own art. I think that art is, you know, in so many different ways portrayed. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, the if people like us can continue to put our work out there and show it that it's still beautiful and also use our platform Mm -hmm. to put our words out there to say this isn't right or, you know, so yes and no. (laughs) And maybe everyone that is uh, is listening and and watching this podcast will take heart of what you're saying and and the the message that you are trying to bring across because... I do want this podcast to be a platform that you yourself can use to open people's eyes mm-hmm. as 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 to this is what is happening. This is what 
may need to change. Yeah. Okay. In your time of modeling, what have you learned that are some positive do's? And what are some positive don't do's? As a model? Yes. Um, positive do's. Stay on time. Um, Dre Brown told me, either keep the nails just like this. There better not be no scrapes on it or put the nails on. Okay. So always have your nails right. <laughs> either they need to be clean sweeped or they need to have the nails on or all one color. Uh, time. Always be on time. Uh, two, um, I would say positive, do, do, just be you. Just be you because I think that um, a lot of times, you know, you go to a photo shoot and there might be a model finishing up or a model coming in after you Mm -hmm. or you might be at a group shoot where there's multiple models and not, you know, don't not be yourself to the point where you're like being annoying and, you know, out there, you know, but just kind of be yourself because I don't feel like you can get um, the picture that you're you're wanting, you know what I'm saying, without just being, you know, loosey-goosey yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you want to stand out, you know. You want to be yourself. You want somebody to remember you and say, hey, you know, I, I really liked working with that girl. Yes. You know? Yes. You know, it just, just be yourself. Always just be true to yourself because, you know, if you have a beautiful face, you know, they might say, oh, well, we'd love to have her back. But you have a beautiful face and you're a real meanie. They're going to be like, hmm. I don't have time to have her back, you know? Yes. So I feel like just be professional and be yourself, be on time, have the nails right, have your makeup done right. And I think anytime that you get invited somewhere and you have the opportunity to get your makeup done professionally, do it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Your perception of modeling before you got started and your view of modeling now is it the same? If not, how has it changed? Yeah, I would say it's it's not the same. Okay. Because I didn't like, you know, a lot of people like come up and they want to be a model and I want to, you know, walk runway and, you know, I shaved my head and Jay period was like, let's get it, you know? So, <laughs> so for me, I think as like a 13 year old, I mean, I was watching America's Next Top Model thinking like, oh my gosh, they're so skinny and so beautiful and, 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 you know, Tyra's over there shaving people's heads off and knocking teeth out, you know, and that's what you got to be to be a model. So I think as like, you know, before modeling, it was such an unrealistic thing to get into I think you know for me you know looking at it as a 13 year old from Hickman County that was like you know that well that'll never be me I'll never be up there with Miss J <laughs> Alexander you know I think that that's something as a before it was something that was almost unat- unobtainable and I think now being a model and being a creative um it's not unobtainable, you know. You just, you. I think anything that you put your mind to, you can make it happen. It just takes a whole lot of hard work to make it happen. Yes, it does. And you're yeah. not the first person that's ever said that, so you are absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. This podcast is produced by To The Moon Creative, located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Whether you're an established or a new podcaster, To The Moon Creative offers the highest quality audio and HD multi-camera video podcasts. And if you already record your own podcasts, To The Moon Creative also offers affordable audio and video editing services with guaranteed fast turnaround time. For more information, find us online at www.ttmcreative.com. That being said, let's look at your images right here now. Okay, now, Allie, uh, tell me what we are are looking at at right here. 
Okay, so this is um, one of my favorite photographers from Memphis. Um, 4-6 Creative came into town, and this is actually the House of Adora right there in Nashville, the Pink House in Nashville. Um, she rents out to do music videos and all kinds of good stuff in there. Um, that dress is um, rented from Nashville Gowns. Um, a huge, huge red dress. Um yeah, I got invited to do a model shoot out there with a lot of different models. Um, and they sent me pictures of the inside of the house. And I said, that red room has got to have that red dress in it. And let me tell you something. Yeah. That dress in that house is dangerous. Why? There's knickknacks everywhere. It's like a full, beautiful, like 70s, 80s house with like the knickknacks everywhere. Yeah. And that dress is huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> It took about four people to get me in it and three people to get me to that couch without knocking everything over. <laughs> yeah. But I love the photo. I think it's just, it just speaks, you know? Yeah. I think it just speaks. I don't even know what, what it speaks to me, but it speaks. That's a beautiful image. Okay. So Halloween's my favorite time of year. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that from my page. But I think so, yeah. Halloween's my favorite time. That's yeah. when you can really... You know, <laughs> you could put your ideas out there. So this this shoot started from that crown, that teeth crown up there. Okay. Jack uh, Jack Savage made me that teeth crown. And I've had that tooth crown for about two years. And um, Scouse F Photo reached out to me and said, hey, I'd really like to do some Halloween stuff. What do you have in mind? So I sent him the picture of the crown and I said, let's do a tooth fairy. And he was like, oh, they were like, uh -huh, Tooth Fairy. And I was like, yeah, Tooth Fairy. Let's do it. So they had the wings fabricated. I got that dress from Nash Gown Rentals as well. And um, we went out to a um, cemetery in Fairview, and we had the best time in the world. I love working with them. They're a husband and wife that are just phenomenal. And we just had fun. I mean, smoke machines. And it looks fun. Just fun. I mean, it's a spooky tooth fairy. How could it not be fun? Uh, Ray Ray uh, took this photo in her apartment, um, and we just had fun with um, the real graphic liner, kiss and makeup out of artificial makeup. Did my makeup that day. I went in. I had a 30-minute session, and she told me she wanted to go real, like, sci-fi, very punk rocky with it. So mm -hmm. I put my wig on. We did the crazy eyeliner. I got the gloves off Amazon. And there's your apartment punk rock alley. <laughs> I love that. I mean, shot right in the living room, baby. Wow. Wow. This is one of my favorites. I can understand why. I cried at this photo shoot, actually. Cried. Yeah. Okay, so. now tell me why you why did you cry? Okay, now? so you see the beautiful set, of course. Yes, okay, yes. so I've never in my life had anybody love me enough to ever give me a picnic ever. <laughs> and so um a CBD company and Holly Workman um from Memphis reached out to me and asked if I would um do a couple of photos for them and their new products. So I show up to the park in Memphis and Holly has this beautiful picnic set up for me. And yummy yummy pizza and I cried 
I said, no one has ever done this for me. You did not have to do this for me. Let me pay you for doing this for me. <laughs> and she was like, no, this is for, you know, this This is how they wanted it to be. This is what they, say you know, this is the set. And I was like, but this is so nice. You didn't have to do it. And the photos turned out amazing. And afterwards, me and Holly sat there and smoked that CBD right there in the park. And we ate our pizza and we just had the best time. <laughs> Holly E. Workman from Memphis is easily one of my favorite photographers as a person and a photographer. Okay, now this is what they call the parachute dress? Yes. Okay, okay. So this is the same people who did my uh, spooky tooth fairy. Okay. Scouse photo. Um, this is also very, very um, sentimental to me. This is my grandma's land in Hickman County. She has uh, since then sold 10 acres of it, so this part is actually no longer hers. Um, I won this photo shoot from them. That's how I actually got, um, you know, reached, well, not when I say reached out, but that's how I got connected with them. I put in a raffle to wear that dress, and that's how I got connected with them. That's the first time I've ever won anything ever, like other than like a ticket on a scratch-off. Um, and they reached out to me, and I had a model shootout on my grandma's land before yeah. she put everything before she sold the land. Okay. And um, they came out there, and let me tell you, it is the most amazing thing to see the like how it's happening mm -hmm. versus the photo. So um, Cleet was um, taking photos. He's the husband. He's yeah. taking photos as wifey and grandma and grandpa as in their parents, are out there flopping that thing. You see, yeah. there's people under there, and they're <laughs> flopping it. And they're flopping it hard. Yeah, so as I'm just in here, like, posing, like I think I'm, like, doing something insane, Yeah, these people are having a full-blown CrossFit workout, <laughs> flopping this parachute in the wind. And But look how gorgeous the photo is. And cleats on like you know five stairs up on a on a ladder trying to get the aerial shot down, and I'm just like, huh? And they're like, I mean, it's it's insane to see. Like, I would love to do it again yeah. and get somebody to come videograph it to see how it shows up afterwards. I would love to see the behind the scenes photographs. Yeah, because <laughs> let me tell you, because it it took us it took four four and me. I mean, their their mother and their father was there. Cleet was taking photos, and everybody else is just flopping that parachute around, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, ah, ooh, ah, face, face. <laughs> Part of being a professional is being able able to, uh, to keep a straight face while this is going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the first like two or three flops, I was like, "Oh, this is this is okay, all right," you know. And then after you know the like five or six photos in, you're like, "Okay, it's not gonna stop. They're still flopping There's it." And, flop. and yeah, and so you kind of just like get into it, and you're like, "Oh, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> I'm gonna make this work. We're gonna make it happen." That is fantastic, Allie. Yeah, thank you for sharing those images with us. That well, is... thanks for seeing them. Wow. <laughs> That is just so awesome. I mean, you got some fantastic images. What is a topic that is near and dear to the modeling community that needs to be brought out and and, and talked about? Uh, people have before mentioned mental health. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so are you, so you mean in general, not just like general, in the modeling? General, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so mental health. But that's something that I'm very, very fluent with on my page. I think... Um, is, it, is it the uh, uh, pressure that we put on one another? Is it image? What brings it on in your mind? Um... For other people, I would probably say image. I'd probably say it's a little bit of everything. I've de dealt with mental health for a very long time, and I've just kind of, you know, dug in on myself in the past few uh -huh. years. Um, but I would say that everybody in the world needs a therapist, not just the models and the photographers. <laughs> I mean, I would say, you know, pretty much everybody. I mean, I would say, you know, coming out of COVID in general, um, Everybody needs to speak to somebody, you know, whether it be, you know, your mom or your dad or your best friend or, you know, but I go see a therapist every Wednesday, you know, okay, I mean, okay. and I've been very, um, you know, transparent with my followers about, you know, the mental journey that I've went through. I spent nine days in a psych ward last year, um, uh, prior, well, not prior, for having a suicide attempt on my 25th birthday. And I've been very, um, you know, transparent with my followers and my family and, you know, because it's, it's, it's real. And mental health is very, very real. And I think that, you know, being a model and have, and dealing with my mental health, you definitely have to take a few steps back and, and, you know, make sure that you know that you're worthy for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I would say it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of image. It's a lot of, you know, the the people that you hold yourself around as a model, you know? Are these people here for, for you as a friend or are they here as an associate to work off of you? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you almost have to have a real connection with somebody to make, you know, magic happen. What can we do to help? Me? You, <laughs> you, anyone that, you, you, anyone that is, is, uh, is uh, telling they've got mental I, health issues. What, I think that just, what can we do to help? Just, just, you know, if you ask somebody what's, and I'll just, this is just for me in person. Some somebody asks you, you know, hey, are you are you okay? You know, do you need help with anything? Can I help with anything? And I say, you know, I've just had a really bad day. And why don't like us go, you know, let's go get some ice cream or something, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I cannot stand when somebody goes, Well, you're having a bad day. Well, I'm having a bad day too. And bop a dink bop boom bop. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't ask you. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. I, I know that sounds bad. No, no, but so, no. But sometimes, you know, as a mental health, you know, I, I don't need something else dumped on me. I'm already having a bad day. <laughs> and if you need me to listen to you, tell me about it, you know. <laughs> but I think, you know, just just listening to people, checking in on your friends, it's such a such a thing to check in on people. How hard is it to say, hey, girl, how's your day? Or, hey, how's your dog? Yeah. Or, what you know, what you been up to? And, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And just that simple connection might, you know— do something for that person to really, you know, help their day, you know? Mm -hmm. They might be sitting in bed all sad, and you say, hey, girl, hadn't talked to you in a while, just thought I'd say I'd talk to you, you know, yeah. thought about you. I mean, so I would just say, you know, seeking out to people and just being nice. I mean, just be nice. I mean, I understand that social media has, 
it's in everybody's hands and it's all, at all times in everybody's hands. But yes. just just be nice. I mean, it, what does it help somebody to say that, oh, she's fat or, oh, she doesn't deserve to do this or, oh, why is she doing this or, oh, you're bald? Like, okay, <laughs> you know, but th- does that make, I mean, does that make them feel better? Because, you know, for me, it's like, you didn't have to say that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so I would just say, you know, just be a nice person. Be nice. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Where do you want Allie Jones modeling to be this time next year? Oh, gosh, this time next year. This time next year, I really just hope to be, like, surviving and not living in a shack. Thanks, Nashville. <laughs> um, it's high price to shack in oh. Nashville, okay? That's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, You know, I would like to just see me, you know, doing my thing, you know, still inspiring people to, you know, I mean, I would love to say you would see me on a billboard for NYX Cosmetics or you would see me on a billboard for MAC Cosmetics or, you know, Nordstrom or whatever. But, you know, I think I'm just going to keep it real humble and just say I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I want to be happy. I want to... You know, just I think that's probably really generic, and you probably yeah. want a very model answer. But okay. I think that I just want to be happy. I think I just want to be happy and in a good place, and creating with the people that I love, and um, you know, in and out of Memphis and around here. And I'd like to continue working with BET, and you know, I would like to just continue doing me the best I can, but way happier than I was six months ago. Wow. <laughs> Okay, now, for the young ladies, even young guys out there that are are thinking about following in your footsteps as a model. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do it. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm what, kidding. <laughs> what uh, advice would you give them? Just, just be yourself. I mean, I didn't get here from faking it, you know. I, I think that I've paved the road of the... People who do want to work with me and don't want to work with me and who want to look up to me and who doesn't want to look up to me. And, you know, I think that you just just be yourself. I mean, because nobody can do you like you. And I think if it's written in the stars for you to be famous, you're going to be famous. You know, I think that, you know, I don't even want to be famous. You know, I just want to be you know, pretty mediocre and, and you know, just... Re- just be comfortable, okay? I just want to be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I would I would just say, you know, be you, be professional, um, and, and hold your head up. Just keep your head up. I mean, even dealing with, you know, me dealing with my mental depression and everything, you know, sometimes you just got to wake up and say, nah, I'm just going to keep my head up today, you know? Just, just keep your head up and just, just go, you know? And if somebody you know, is is beating down your neck, I mean, flick them off like a fly. I mean, <laughs> you can't let somebody's one thing ruin your dreams because there's been multiple times as a model, you know, in the past four years that I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, you know, I, I don't want to be this person anymore. Or these people aren't looking up to me like I want them to do. Well, if you just take a step back and say, this is this is what I like to do. This is what I like to create. And you just keep creating it. Well, you're going to inspire somebody. It might not be the person you want to inspire, but you're inspiring somebody and you're you're helping somebody get through their day. There's been multiple people that's reached out to me and just said, hey, thanks for thanks for telling me about your mental health today or thanks for updating me on your mental health. Because that's how I felt today. And I just, you know, I appreciate you. You know, you're still alive. So I'm still alive. 
So Absolutely. For the people that want to reach you, how can they do that? You can find me on Instagram at Jones14Alley. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we want some pasta. Come see me at Carabas and Cool Springs. I'll be slinging pasta around there. You know, that's what I do on my, on my second job. And on my third job, I work construction. So you really can't reach me much. But, you know, reach out. I'd love to work with some new people. And I'd love to share my ideas with people. And I'd love to work with new models. And I'd love to, you know, put my ideas on, you know, maybe that five foot seven, really skinny, tall <laughs> model. <laughs> Allie Jones, you are absolutely fantastic. I've had an awesome time seeing you, talking with you. You are just a dream, okay? And well, I, I appreciate it. I, I thoroughly... And you would have you here, okay? Well, thank you for having me, and I appreciate being here, and I'd love to come back and talk to you anytime. I'd love to have you come back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you'd love to have me to come back, I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should Allie Jones, thank you so very, very much. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into the Model Connection Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe on social media and everywhere you get your podcast. Links are in the description. Thank you and bye-bye.